Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Coming right off the Week 14 football slate, the guys gear up for the weekly drive-through. And to kick off the playoff push, we got a fresh set of power rankings. So go ahead, sit back, and enjoy the show. All right, Jalen, it is a Monday night, uh, late Monday night here, beautiful evening, kind of cold, but I'm not sure how it is out there in the mountains. It is um, cold, the very cold. <laughs> uh, the, um, Arizona and the Patriots are playing right now, Patriots up 20 to 13 as we're recording this. Uh, Kyler Murray looked like he blew out his knee at the beginning of this game, you hate to see that. Um, it's been a terrible year for the cards. Um, and that's, you know, makes it even worse. So how are you doing tonight, buddy? Um, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Um, just got back from work and stuff. So I'm turning on this game. And uh, I saw the Kyler Murray news because I got the ESPN notification thanks to D-Hop being on my fantasy team. But, uh, yeah, you know, this uh, this game, I think the scoring would have been the same, though, if uh, Kyler still kept playing, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> you know, I mean, Arizona was up for a little bit, but, you know, I don't have too much hope left for them at this point. Yeah, if you're – I mean, yeah, then you – I we we expected, I guess, I don't know how Mac Jones been playing this game, but we expected him to pretty, play a pretty good sound game. And regardless, I think, yeah, we both picked the Patriots to come out on this one. So, yeah, I think and- uh, Kyler going down just kind of su- sadly supported our pick yeah, yeah, you do hate to see that, but uh, but yeah, no, if the Patriots do win, uh, that'll be three and all my locks. Got my upset right and my statement as well. So this this shaping up to be my best uh, week of picks, I think. Yeah, so. man, this shaping up to be my worst week. <laughs> my worst week of picks. Uh, actually, not too bad. I yeah, I'll pick. Didn't do too hot. Um, Chargers. That was. One. We were glad on that. Uh, 49ers, that was a good lock. I did not expect them to blow Brady out that bad. Yeah, I did not see that one. That coming. was a good lock for the 49ers. Texans covered. Texans covered. Can't wait to talk about that with you. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a fun one. And uh, the Steelers were actually the only blemish of my lock. I mean, they technically covered. And it was only a point, a point and a half. So, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a rough the Steelers one. were my blemish. Yeah, that was yeah. We'll get into that in a bit. That was rough, but all right. Well, we'll, we'll go back through through the slate here, and then we're gonna have our power rankings to finish it off. Um, so the first one I got on this: uh, the Bills twenty, the Jets twelve. The Jets do cover, just barely cover the ten points. Um, you know, this was kind of the game like we both said it would be. We both said Bills probably win close. It's kind of a gross defensive game. Mike White uh, got banged up in this one. Um, you know. I, it is what he is at this point. Like, Mike White is a fun story, but I just think the Jets' offense is still going to be kind of limited with, with Mike White out there. The Bills, I mean, they got the win. They're still the one seed, but I still have some real concerns about their offense. It hasn't been the same for the last, like, month and some change now. Um, but they get the win, still the one seed. So the, the Jets do have a good defense. It'll be very interesting to see how they fare on the wild card stretch down the hunt. But – I think it does kind of show that, you know, there's definitely going to be a ceiling with their uh, with their quarterback situation. Yeah, currently with their quarterback situation, there's a lot of hype with Michael White. A um, couple of big games coming up. I think they got – it's not an easy out. Someone's going into the, the Lions, I'm pretty sure. The Lions and the Jets Ooh. play each other next week at New York. So – that's going to be a big game, and uh, I'm surprised. Obviously, I wasn't surprised when I heard Joe Flacco got the start um, when he uh, Mike White went down because Sam Darnold, like, once again, I think was in the hoodie. So Zach Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zach Wilson was in the hoodie again. So, hoodie Wilson, man, it's uh, 
it's going to be another breed when he gets out there, maybe. I don't think so, to be honest. Uh, if he if he, I don't know if he there. even gets another chance. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. at this point, that's the question you ask is, <laughs> will he even be getting back out there? But, uh, yeah, Jets, bear, wait, what was the score again? 20 to 12. Did they bear? They covered the 10. So the Jets it was covered. nine and a half. Barely. I think it was nine and a half, actually. But, yeah, yeah this, they covered half, just barely. So Jets barely covered. Mm-hmm. So there you go. They covered the spread. So they're still a good team. <laughs> Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> so we we'll see how it all goes down because uh, that I, i'm really that's gonna be a good one to talk about this thursday is the jets line both of these teams jets losing a little bit of their ground but the lines are gaining a lot of ground lines so lines are red hot right now we'll get to that in a second and then as for the bills <laughs> bill feels good to get this win right you know you're finally getting some division wins under your belt took you all season but you know that's a nice win yeah, no, they got the, yeah the Bills. I mean, we'll see how they finish down the stretch. They're definitely gonna be a team to keep an eye on because you know they really need to get that one seed so they don't have to go to Kansas City or wherever. Um, Jets did lose the via the tiebreaker. They're now out of the final wild card spot, but I mean they're right there in a tie with Chargers and the Patriots. If the Patriots hold on and win this game, which you know they're still a, still in the third quarter, so definitely not a sure thing, but. Um, you know, it's going to come down to these last few weeks. It's going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out. All right. On to the one I, one I know you wanted to talk about. Um, you did call the, the Texans do cover the 17 and a half easy. They almost outright won this game. Uh, the Cowboys beat them 27-23. Dallas is able to squeak it out at the end. But the Texans um, in this game did a something you don't really see in the NFL and that they – were alternating quarterbacks with Mills and Jeff Driscoll in random spots. It was very weird. You don't see that, you know, Lovey Smith. Um, I mean, credit to him. He's trying whatever he can to yeah. get a win here, but you he couldn't quite pull it out at the end. <laughs> yeah, he was trying every trick in the book, man. That was uh, it was very interesting because I heard Jeff Driscoll got the start, and I was kind of mind blown. I was like, wait, what? They were switching um, back and forth. Very weird. Yeah, looking everywhere for Davis Mills. But uh so Colby, yeah, the, the map that we were talking about literally yesterday. <laughs> I think I don't think we should uh I don't think it's I think because he was using that multiple quarterback system. Do we give Davis I don't think we give him the the wagon ride yet. So no, I think it still stays not. down. No, yeah, no, it's gotta stay. Yeah, gotta stay. I don't yeah, think I it's think ever it's getting back down. on the road. I yeah, don't think the wagon is that. coming I back. Mean, <laughs> I think we can all say that was a, just a great team performance from the Texans. I mean, Try Davis did do out. some good spotlight. Yeah, Davis did some good things here and there, but you have to remember, like you said, there was a QB rot- rotating door that game. You know, that was that was weird. Like I said, credit to Lovey Smith trying to do everything he can, but, the, I mean, they're just bad. At this point, it just becomes – which quarterback do they pick uh, with the number one overall pick that they're Yeah, so Colby, who do they pick? Do you think they're going to fall for the Heisman? And you mean Bryce Young? Or... It's Caleb. Caleb. Well, he's not, in the, he's not eligible. He's still got to play one more year of college because he's only – Oh, really? Yeah. He's yeah, he's well, the best prospect, pretty- I think. So yeah, it's it'd be young, CJ Stroud or Will Levis. Probably I would probably say Bryce Young, even though he is very small, which is a big concern. But that's definitely a red flag. But I do think he is kind of a better just the way he plays the position, I feel like he does have more special traits in kind of just how quickly he processes things. Um I, I, so I do think I like him more than Stroud or Levis. I don't really like Levis very much. I don't love any of these top quarterbacks. Um, this is a better draft from last year, but or, or drugging or something like that. That Max TCU's quarterback. Oh, I, I don't think he he's not like a. I don't see him as really an NFL prospect. He's more of a college guy. Credit to him, but I mean it's going to be between one of those three. I know Christian hates Bryce Young, and I do have some real concerns about his size, but I do think he's probably the guy. I mean, saying this in December, we'll see how the next couple months play out, but that's who I would say. Kind of with Christian on those same opinions. I think he's a little overhyped as well, but we'll see how it all pans out. Football, College football got to something, wrap it up here in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah. Yeah. What's our next game? 
Yeah. Well, last thing oh, I want to say Dallas also, Dallas, yeah, it does just kind of show yeah. Dallas, like, they have such a high upside, but you also just never know when they're going to go out. And, I mean, this game should have been no business. Oh, like, they've barely won this game. <laughs> so you just can't – you really cannot really really. trust them. <laughs> okay. All right, your uh, next yeah. game, Jalen. No, oh, go ahead. No, you're good. Oh, okay, you're sorry. I was, I was just say, saying we'll see. Yeah, so the next one, all right. Your Vikings, they fall 34-23. You know, I, I told you this was probably coming. I think you even knew in the back of your head that it was possible. Um, they lose it was. a shootout to the I Lions. I did text Christian this week. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I said you were right. I did text Christian that morning that I felt some weird morning <laughs> vibes in the air. And uh, the fact that you stinking called it, the, the fact that you doubled down on your take and was like, hey, the Lions, Jalen. And I, I wouldn't, remember, I even said it on the last episode. I was like, that should have been my biggest red, red flag about that game was when Colby said Vikings weren't going to win this game. It was going to be the Lions. I should have definitely been like, yeah, huh, here we go. I was like, so I came in with a little bit lower expectations, but I always had a little faith in them, not going to lie. But uh yeah, the Lions, man, they came out feisty. Right? Can I say they were they were dogging us? Our defense, like I said, I said it on Sunday. We have a terrible defense. <laughs> our, our defense is bad. We made Jared Goff look like he was back on the Rams. <laughs> like well, we were, it was, and it was good to see that Jamison Williams is back. He got his he got one pass for a touchdown, and then had to go off the bench because they're you know limiting him. So they're they're getting their things going too. We said that at the beginning of the season, we wouldn't be surprised. If the Lions or Bears had some pretty good ground going for them, go from the postseason. I don't think we think we're good. They're going to make the playoffs, but they uh, they got some good motive. They got some good stuff going for them. That's for sure. Well, I was going to say, speaking of the playoffs, and yes, there is some concerns for the Vikings about their defense. I'm sure we'll talk about them a little more at the power rankings. Um, but Jared Goff has been cooking everybody these last couple of weeks. The Lions, I think they've won four or five now. Home. Or maybe, yeah, I think they've won or five. Have they won five? Might be five of six because weren't they like one and I think they were like one and six or one and five. And they have yeah, been on a they tear. lost to were the Bills. Yeah, so they've been on a tear offensively. They they just have a very dynamic offense, and they're now only a game back of the last wild card. They have the tiebreaker over the Giants and the Commanders. They did lose to Seattle, uh, but Seattle's kind of we'll talk about them in a bit. But they're kind of falling off now. I mean, I, if I'm the Vikings or the Niners or any of those uh, kind of higher seeds in the NFC, I do not. I would not want to see the Lions get that last playoff spot. I think it would be the most fun for the league if the Lions did. But I mean, I think the Lions would scare me a lot. And, and you can probably, I mean, would you say I would? If I was you, I would be much more afraid of playing the Lions than the Titans or Commanders or Seahawks, just because of their offense and the way they play. They're playing right now. They. They've been rolling these last few weeks. And Dan Campbell, man, credit to him. I'm happy for him. He's going to keep his job, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, we, I said that he would have gotten it depending on his Thanksgiving performance, and his Thanksgiving performance was amazing. So uh, even though he didn't win, but it was still a good game uh, that he played against the Bills. That was when they last lost, and look where they're at now. Uh, Cole, I, I slightly agree with you, Colby, there. I kind of don't want to see the commanders in the first round that one. Yeah. I don't want to see chase young and then defensive line coming back at us one more time. I think if they, especially if they had chase young back, I think they would definitely give us a tear and we probably wouldn't even make it out of the first round and see the Cowboys de- deflate us again or the Eagles actually no, it would be the Cowboys. So, or the 49ers, <laughs> it would have been one of those two defenses lines, but, um, I think I think I'm very confident in saying that if we played the the Lions again at Minnesota, I think we'd get them. Even though it was a, they've outgamed us in both ter- in both games, and it's technically a split. I'd still say we get them in Game Three. I mean, it's at Minnesota. I'm going to trust the Jared Goff factor on that one. That's fair. So, are but, you worried? Uh, yeah, man, How worried are struggle, you? So I'm, I'm not Just saying I'm struggling them all. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's still yeah, there's still a team to fight with. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, for your Vikings, I mean, they're still obviously good. They're still going to be right there in the playoffs. They'll still win the North, but 
how concerned are you about uh the defense and everything? Because Kirk was pretty good in this game. Kirk was not was, the issue. The offense was fine. It's just the defense. Um, and a lot of the fan shredded. base knows it's the defense, man. A lot of the fan base knows it's the defense right now. So, and that's the best thing about it is Kirk is getting some, everyone's finally laid off with Kirk and now everyone's turned their attention to the defense. So I think that's, that's that in my opinion, it sucks to say that, you know, the first thing to show in uh, O'Connell's first year is going to be the, the defensive impact from Zimmer. We're already seeing the huge drop off. I mean, last year Zimmer's defense wasn't the best, but still. It wasn't this bad. <laughs> it was like it wasn't, you know, last place in all the all the categories. I'm pretty sure, besides like red zone defense, but because of what we did to the Jets, that's literally the only game that helped us for that, probably. But um, yeah, it's it's something for sure. It'll be interesting to see how the Vikings do finish down the stretch. Patriots, I'm seeing they just scored again to go up 27-13. So, looking like they're gonna uh, gonna pull away from this one, and I'll be three zero my locks. Okay. Um, anything else you want to say about your Vikings on that one? Okay. Nah, and I, I'm right. just looking for a good bounce back game next week. I know we're good. So. All right. On to another one of my lock. Well, that last one wasn't my lock, but on to one of my locks that did hit the Jags 36, the Titans 22. Whew, the Jags are cooking these last couple weeks. Well, they got two two of their last three. They got destroyed by the Lions, but Trevor Lawrence was phenomenal in this game. He shredded the Titans. Um, I think since week nine, he's got like 10 TDs, no picks. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's arrived. He, he's, he's a star. Um, and he's, I think, one of the already one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. He is who we thought he was. We'll, we'll say that old uh, classic saying. <laughs> and this this was a nice win for the Jags. The Jags, you know, um, I think it was I saw I think it was Mina Kimes that tweeted out. It was very accurate. Like the Jags are the most unpredictable team in the league. Like you just never know what they're gonna get. They could blow anyone out. They could get blown out. You just never really know. But their offensive firepower is legitimate, and this was a nice win for them. Uh, that was a very impressive performance by Trevor. Yeah, like we said, they're still technically in the hunt. We said it, it was a, We said it was a pretty much. Uh, I wish this was one of our statement games, but you did have it as a lock, so I'm glad you had it as one because I wanted to talk about Trevor Lawrence, my keeper pick of a quarterback right now. Uh, I'm hyped for how he's turning out these last few weeks, man. It's been awesome to talk about, and uh, like like Mina Kimes just said. Uh, if that was the one who said it, you know, that is how this team is playing these last few weeks. It's like literally they'll blow out or they will blow you out. So it's, it'll be interesting. It'll be, and um, as for the Titans, you know, we've said it. We knew what you were coming with Adam. And we told, we said it to, about the Jags game. We're like, they know what has to be coming at them. Derrick Henry still went off. You know, there was highlight reels for him, but they didn't win the game because they knew what was coming. So, there you go, the Dougie P effect right there. Good coaching actually is helping their young superstar quarterback. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely – the Jags have the potential to be – I think by next year, we may have been a little – this year was a year, a year early, but by next year, the Jags should win this division. Um, especially this year. Yeah, that I think they, they should win it. This They should be the favorites next year for Tennessee – um, I mean, they're still probably going to hold on and win this division, but I, I don't think they can – they'll probably get knocked out first round of the playoffs. I mean, you respect them. They're tough, physical with Rabel and everything, but they're just too limited in the passing game. They they just don't have enough on the out weapons. Tannehill at this point, yep. they've seen better days. Um, they're just too limited. That's the main reason I love the Jags in this one, and that just kind of goes to show kind of Tennessee, they are what they are at this point, I feel like. I am in complete agreement. Like we said, we already know what you're throwing at us. It's the same old, same old. It's just going to be Derrick Henry and uh, whatever Ryan Tannehill wants to do to copy him. So good stuff, Jags. I'm happy for him, man. <laughs> Glad that one pulled through for us. Because we yeah. both picked the Jags. I just couldn't get them as my luck. He beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. So that was that was good on us. Okay. On to the next one. Whew. Eagles 48, Giants 22. The Eagles, um, they had their weird little couple-week stretch where they lost to the Commanders, and they had that 
game where they barely beat the Colts. Uh, whatever those issues were, they appear to have figured them out. Their offense was ridiculous. Hurts played out of his mind, and uh, this was another one of my locks. They absolutely steamrolled the Giants from start to finish. Basically, they came out immediately, and you were like, oh, this, this is going to be ugly, and it was. Um, I mean, they, they are clearly, to me, the front runner in the NFC. Um, they're going to have the one seed locked up here in a few more weeks. That second Dallas game is going to be very interesting to see. But, man, the Eagles, this team, this is a com- pretty complete team. Maybe there's a, some questions on the defense, but overall, I mean, their offense is ridiculous. Hurts has been unbelievable this year in the MVP conversation. It's pretty much, I would say, him or Mahomes at this point. Um, I mean, that was an impressive victory for the Eagles. Their offense is just – I mean, I don't know how you – they're so difficult to defend now that they can beat you over the top with the weapons they have. Yep, and they're just getting healthier as they go. Um, they got their defensive line rotating like every – almost every other play it seems like or every drive, so they have fresh legs. Eagles are just stacked. Um, the Giants, they were – uh, we said it, if the Giants are going to come out of this one banged up, it's going to be a pretty rough game for them to go visit the Commanders now next week. So uh, that that part two primetime game, I'm really excited for, by the way. I'm glad they flexed that one into primetime. But, uh, yeah, man, this is, a, this is a tough spot if you're the Giants. Because now, like you said, I think they're out of the – are they out of the hunt now? Or does that – No, they actually... still got one of the wild cards, yeah. So, yeah they're still so the, the six seed, I think, helping. right now. Yeah, six, six or seven. seven. Yeah, they're six or seven. Um, but, yeah, dude, this one does sting. And, uh, they, like you said, the Eagles just have full control of this game at your house. So, <laughs> and there's nothing they can really do about it. They, I mean, we said it, too. Like, the Giants, they're a little limited just as a roster in whole. Yeah. You know, Dable can only do so much. And when it comes to the massive talent that they have stacked up on the Eagles, it finally showed, you know, like, Dable can only work with so much. <laughs> yeah, the Giants, I mean – they're, they're kind a great of, story. yeah, they are. They were a great. They're a great story, but they're, I mean, they're also kind of playing with house money at this point, just because I do feel like they're also just kind of a year ahead of schedule. Anyway, I mean, we both yeah. thought at the beginning there they were going to suck, like they have. Um, do you think Daniel Jones will be their quarterback next year, or do you think it'll be someone else? I don't know, man. I I really don't know. Uh, that's a tough question. I, I I would say that would be something that you have to ask the true detectives next week. Oh, that's good. All right. Well, we'll save that. Yeah. I don't know. That really is a tough one. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to them these last few games, especially next week, the commanders rematch part two oh, yeah. or the continuation of their tie. Yeah. The, the battle, <laughs> the final part of the battle, man, it's going to be the epic conclusion of the sequel. Unless they meet in the playoffs, then it's a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. That would be wild. That would be something. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll get this one out of the way. This was the game I was mostly watching. Unfortunately, the Ravens 16, the Steelers 14. I was confident in this one. And then Kenny Pickett goes down with a concussion. Um, and like the second drive, well, he got, it was weird because he got, it was on like the, their first drive of the game that he got concussed and they put him out there for a drive. He cleared him back and then, then they came back and were like, actually, nah, he needs to go out. And so then it was Mitch. The Steelers should have won this game so many different ways. It was just painful to watch. Um, Mitch threw three back-breaking, bone-crushing interceptions. The defense also got absolutely run all over. Huntley got injured, and it was third-string Anthony Brown in for the Ravens. Still couldn't stop him at the end when they had a chance to get the ball back. The Ravens ran for like 200-some yards. It was ugly. Um, the Steelers, again, should have won this game. Mitch, that puts, I think, puts to bed any uh, arguments of, oh, is Mitch actually better than Kenny Pickett? No, he's not. He's terrible. <laughs> he sucks. He's awful. Um, those Two of the interceptions were deep in the red zone, and one was in – the third one was in Ravens territory. They left so many points on the board. I was pulling my hair out watching this one. I can see um, it. I hope Pickett is able to go next week. We'll see what happens, but – I mean, this is the end of the – that does, I think, officially the Tomlin streak is over. He, they're not going to have a winning record. They're not going – they'd have to win the rest of their games yeah. to, for him to keep that streak. That's not happening. So, at this point, it's all about just uh, seeing how Kenny looks down the stretch and what kind of draft pick you get. 
it is what it is. This was this was a really tough loss. <laughs> it was a tough loss, especially when you put in the fact that you guys were in this. I've seen I watched all those Mitch Trubisky picks just happen. Just soul crushing, man. Just soul crushing. And then I think you guys even took out their quarterback, like Tyler Huntley. Like, didn't you guys injure him too? Like, this game was like you guys were trading. Yeah, it was backups on backups was, out there. Yeah, it was a very heavy hitting game. It was very fun to watch, honestly, from a non AFC North perspective. You know, like this was this was a classic AFC North game. So it was very fun to watch from my perspective, at least. And they were it was a good slugfest. I mean, very low scoring. It was if it was like snowing or just some grosser rain, that'd be that'd be all we needed for this to be feel like a true classic that we used to see back in the day for the Steelers and Ravens. But um, yeah, man, this was it hurts the Ravens. Christian's probably gonna give you a hard time on Thursday, even I'm though sure both teams, <laughs> even though both teams probably just don't shouldn't really talk about this game too much. But <laughs> this is very the tape. It and uh, <laughs> they were the ones that came out so. It was a for the Ravens. It was a good win, though. It does keep them in the fight. That's for sure. Because they lost this, car keys go straight to the Bengals. So, hey man, you gotta buy yourself as much time for whatever's going on with Lamar right now. Yeah, and you might not even have Huntley. (laughs) You might, who everyone was raving about at first. Yeah, I really had a tough. We'll talk about the Ravens again. I'm sure at the end. Uh, I had a tough time with what to do with them. But yeah, this was. I mean, they needed it. It's a big win for them. Um, I think Pickett doesn't go down. The Steelers win that game, but you know, I agree. We'll no, see. Don't worry, I agree. Don't worry. <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> on to the last one o'clock game, the other AFC North battle: Bengals twenty-three, Browns ten. I said before, I was like, Joe Burrow's going to get one of these eventually. He finally does. Deshaun Watson was again pretty dreadful. Um, still yeah. looks like a guy who hasn't played in two years. Um. The the Bengals, it was kind of a – this was a low-scoring one in the start, and then Burrow kind of got it rolling. I mean, credit to the Bengals. Like, this looked like a game for a while that, you know, they could slip up. The Browns have had their number. And instead, they they got it together, and they kept on rolling. Their offense is still really, really dangerous. Um, you know, the Christian calls them the corn balls, but you continue to prove they deserve respect. This was a very nice win for them. And much like the Steelers, the Browns, now are also done so we can also put that to bed um so this was a big win for cincinnati to get that monkey off their back um yeah it was a big win for cincinnati you you beat them in the sean and watson era so good for you um <laughs> it was not a good game i mean this game was pretty slow at first was it not like it was pretty score it was scoreless for a minute and everything. Uh, it was so, like seven nothing at half, and the Bengals scored like right before half because it was it was on zero zero for a while. Yeah, and then they just exploded, like you said. So, yeah, man, credit to the Bengals' offense, man, for blowing this game out the water, and Joe Burrow protecting uh protecting America and doing what the Texans couldn't do. And uh, and he also <laughs> ended his streak. He also ended his streak of losing. So. Uh, Joe Burrow's riding off all the trying to get all the ghosts off his back before the playoffs, and I like to see that. You know, the, the, this was a big win for Burrow. I love that he's protecting America. That's good. Uh, no, this is yeah, this is a big win for the Bengals. Um, for the Browns, I'm glad that that they're that they're done with because you know, I feel like they do deserve some bad karma for you know giving a sexual predator that much guaranteed money. Um, Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to the to the four o'clock games. Um, this one was a really weird game. The Chiefs do not cover. I, this was the first game I was going to pick for my locks, and I was glad that I did not because the Chiefs. Uh, so the Chiefs thirty four, the Broncos twenty eight. The Chiefs go up. I think they were up twenty seven nothing, and then the Broncos almost came came back and almost had a chance to win and pull off a shocking upset, but they couldn't quite pull it out. Russ leaves the game with a concussion. This was his best game of the year uh, before he did go down with a concussion. Um, They finally looked like a real offense in the second half, but not quite enough. Um, You know, the Broncos, they are what they are. It's encouraging they scored that many points. They're still terrible and a disappointment. The Chiefs have a little bit of concerns about their defense. We'll talk about them in the power rankings. Um, 
Would you be worried at all if you're the Chiefs, even though you have beaten the Broncos 10 straight times? Um, a little worried. Not really. I think it was just probably just the heat of the moment. If you were the Chiefs, you know, just a division rival, just getting the best of you, you know, caught you while you were down, while you were up 27 to nothing. So, I mean, probably, you know, just a little bit of, you know, laying off the gas at the wrong time. And the Denver Broncos actually finding a way to connect. So, I bet you they weren't expecting that. I bet you they weren't expecting that. So, not too concerned for the Chiefs, but uh does stink that they didn't cover. So, I will say that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I hope, hopefully, Russ is okay. But, man, it's still a disastrous year for the Broncos. But um, nice that they were able to score some points at least. And, they, hey, they covered. So, that's something. Yeah, good for, the, good for them, man. Good for them. <laughs> Finally, a positive note in the loss. Right. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk more about the Chiefs uh, at the end. On to the big four o'clock game. Uh, we've got to give you your props. You were dead. You were completely right on this one. I was wrong. I think I got to have to learn that they're, um, you know, they're, it's more than just the quarterback uh, that matters because the Niners, uh, 35-7. I'm done disrespecting Brock, the Brockett ship, Iowa State legend. They absolutely wiped the floor with uh, Brady and the Bucks. This one was just ugly. Um, I mean, the Niners are so good. Their defense is ridiculous. I mean, how far can they go with Brock Purdy? Could he, He's got some confidence out there. He's got some swag. He's running around. You know, he's making plays. He's doing everything Jimmy G did. Um, this is a great win for the Niners. Very impressive. I love Brock Purdy. All in. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're back on your own quarterback. It finally took you, took you a minute to go back to your own. Everybody out there, Colby's a clones fan. So this man was still doubtful. He's like, yeah, I've seen plenty of this guy. And uh, he's not too impressive. But how about now, Colby? How about now? He's got hey, all this I amazing love it. It was great. <laughs> and everything. And they say he fits the locker room because he's just this scrappy kid that had to play in Iowa State against all these big-name schools. So it can work out for him. Who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, I think it's at least play one playoff game worth just because that's how good this roster is. And then we'll see what happens in a real playoff environment. But – um. Yeah, good win. They blew out the Bucks, which I said earlier I did not expect at all for my lock, but it was a it was a good one and a half for sure. Yeah, they do lose Debo, but it looks like he'll be back at least for the playoffs, maybe by the the regular season. So it seems like it could have definitely been worse. Um, yeah, the Bucks, they're O line. I mean, as much as I've complained about talked about the Steelers struggling to run the ball, the Bucks running game makes the Steelers look like they have prime Earl Campbell back there. Uh, they cannot run the ball at all. Their offensive line is a complete mess. I think Brady threw it like 55 times or something in this game. That So they have real issues. And, you know, they're now only a game up on uh, the Panthers and Falcons in the, in the football's worst division. <laughs> How about them? Let's uh, let's go ahead and transition over to that beautiful game out out in Seattle. Yeah, because even though I was wrong, I am happy to hear that Carolina came out with this victory. Not the quarterback, but just the team <laughs> and stuff. I'm kind of it's kind of gross to say that Sam Darnold and Marcus Mariota are challenging Tom Brady. Uh, Desmond Ritter. Now it's Desmond. Ritter oh yeah, it's now. Desmond Ritter. That's right. Well. Desmond Ritter didn't technically get him into that spot, so I would say Mariota. Just oh, until he gone five and eight. once Ritter gets that first snap, then it's all his credit. But until then, it's still Mariota's. Mariota, he's still put in the work for this season, so he earned he earned that. But still, like that's who Brady's really competing against right now in this division. <laughs> and the- uh, shouts out to them, man, and you. You said it. You know this defense. You, I'm glad you brought on to that early take about about this Carolina defense. Uh, they were much more of a sound team than the Seattle Seahawks. Something's going on over there. I had Seattle as my statement game because I thought this would have been the perfect one to silence people like you who said that, you know, that because they, but uh, they apparently they, they agree with you. So here we are. And uh, yeah, it was a oh, good win for Carolina, though, for sure. It was. It wasn't a very nice one for Carolina. Um, real quick, last thing on the NFC South had the, that when we were on here, what I guess last week uh, that Monday night game, the Saints blew the lead at the end to Brady. Had the Saints held on and won that game, 
the entire division would now be five and eight. And <laughs> it'd be a four-way tie. <laughs> and with that, roughing the passer didn't happen to the Falcons, they'd be the winners of this division the at leaders. the moment. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But no, this was a nice win for Carolina, 30-24. Sam Darnold, 2-0 since he's been the starter. He's played the best he's played in a while, even though he did still do some ridiculous Sam Darnold stuff. I don't know if you saw the one play where he was, like, falling down and tried to, like, throw it, like, with two hands, like a basketball pass almost, and try to complete it. He's kind of got his his style of, like, just never gives up on – never thinks the plays are dead. Um, but yeah, they scored 30 points. They're four and four with Steve Wilkes, the coach, two and oh with Darnold as the starter. I think, I mean, you got to give Steve Wilkes a serious at this point, got to We'll see how they finish, but got to give him a serious look at taking the interim off his job and just giving him the job. Cause they have played, they have been a completely different team since he's taken over and, you know, Seattle, I said, I felt like they're kind of fading. Gino is fading a little bit. His, his magic run. I mean, we'll see how they do down the stretch, but they are slipping a little bit. This is a good game, but Carolina, credit to Sam Darnold, man. And I mean, they've got a or absolutely have a chance to take this division from the box down the stretch here, which what a crazy thing to say at this point in the year. <laughs> yeah, it is a crazy thing to say. And we'll see how it all turns out for him. I don't know if it's a, I mean, I, I still believe in the Bucks, but it is awesome to just see if the Panthers or Falcons were to pull this off away from them. How far has Brady fallen this season is all that would be written about. That is all that would be written about. That's true. And it's definitely not all on him, but you are right about that. It's going to be, that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, what a terrible division. That's going to be so very interesting to see how that goes down the stretch. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Joe, the final game of the slate, a good Sunday night game. Chargers 23, Dolphins 17. Uh, the Her- Herbert, if I don't know if the Herbert Tua thing was ever really a debate. Like, I think anyone who, who really watches football could tell you that Herbert is a much, much better quarterback. But if it was, that debate is now over. Herbert was phenomenal. Uh, it's still kind of a close game, but the Chargers hold on. They beat the Dolphins down the stretch. Nice home win. They, they are now in the possession of the seventh seed. I'm not sure who has the tiebreaker between them and new England. Cause new England looks like they're going to hold on win this game. Uh, that's going on right now, but this was a huge win for the chargers and for the dolphins. That's two really rough two games in a row. When two is under pressure, man, he, he is, he is not good. He, he was terrible in this game under pressure. This is a nice win for the chargers and the dolphins. I think, is a time to talk about using the F word? I mean, are the Dolphins a little bit of – are the Dolphins frauds? We'll find out, man. Uh, and I, I, I don't want to say it yet. I love Mike McDaniels. I like what he's been doing with this team and how bold he was when spending out in free agency. So, uh, I got to gotta give it one more week. I have to give it one more week. I can't say right now. I'm sorry. I, I need to see one more. This is still December football, Colby. Your take is true so far. They're <laughs> two for two. I need to get the three and they're in California, so it's only going to get colder. <laughs> I know, and that's the worst part, right? They're going to the Bills. I saw on uh, social media it was a post, and it was the Dolphins had heaters for a 50-degree game in California. Their next game is in Buffalo, where it's projected to be 20. Ooh. 20. <laughs> Those boys are going to be freezing. They literally taking a whole <laughs> drop off, but um, we'll definitely see how this seems going. It's going to be a very interesting game that's going to happen in Buffalo between the between with the Dolphins. And as for the Chargers, I'm with you, Colby. We said it at the at the beginning of this game. That's why we both had the Chargers. Aside, they were my upset pick. It's because Herbo. That's literally we we said it was only Herbo. Because the team, yeah, it's slowly getting healthy, but Herbo has been the consistent factor this whole season of him just trying to wilt this team together, and so far he's doing it. And I, there was a there was something that I wanted to tell Christian, but I guess we'll have to wait till Thursday to say it. Um, it's, I think we need to put a pause in our Philip Rivers comparisons with Justin oh, Herbert. Oh yeah, that that was never a great comparison. I mean, I know there's some there are parts that are similar, but. Nah, he he's much more physic. He's much more gifted than than Philip Rivers. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, and Brandon Staley. Hey, he gets a lot of crap. He coached very well in that game. He made some aggressive decisions that paid off. So, gotta give 
we bagged on Staley a good bit, so we got to give him some credit for, for this one. He definitely deserves some credit for that win, too. Yeah, he finally earned it. He finally <laughs> did. But, uh, all right, Colby, we are – we finally reached the greatest moment of our <laughs> show's history. Um, I don't know about that. Everyone that was here two but weeks it... ago. Everyone that was here two weeks ago know that we changed our power ranking schedules for the end of the season. And we're doing it every other week for the even number of weeks because that's what the season's ending on. So, Colby, are you ready for I'm week ready. 14 power rankings? I'm very ready. All right. <clears throat> At number 10 for week 14 power rankings, Jalen has. I'm starting off with the Ravens. I got the Ravens at number 10. I mean, with, despite all the injuries and stuff, you know, I think it's reasonable to put them there. They won at they won at Pittsburgh. That's a good win. Um, and they held their – they somehow rallied together to beat the Broncos in a crucial spot at home. Uh, I thought that was pretty admirable, even though those were two games that we all thought they would blow them out in. We got to give them their credit when it's due. So I'm putting them at number 10. I think that's a good spot for them. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Uh, my number 10, I got the Miami Dolphins. This is the lowest they've been since we started doing this, but I can't unsee these last two games. The fact that when you get real pressure on Tua, he's just not the same. The offense is not the same. Crumbles, as we've said, it's getting colder. I'm starting to sell my doll. I, I've really liked what I've seen from the Dolphins throughout the year, but these last two weeks, I just cannot unsee. So they, they have fallen a lot in my rankings. I, I put them at 10. I have a tough time realistically seeing them making much of a playoff run the way things are going. Maybe I'm overreacting a little bit, being a prisoner of the moment, but all the concerns that we had about Tua like going into this year that kind of seemed erased have now sort of reared their ugly head. So I have the Dolphins all the way down to 10. That is a huge, huge drop-off. Wow. Uh, I have the I have the Dolphins falling, but I didn't have them falling. I didn't have them crashing down to earth like you did. I, I did not have them doing that. So uh, but I do respect the drop. I will say that these last two games, you have to at least take into account that these were two crucial games and they did not live up to expectations. Simple as that. So, all right, moving on at number nine. Da -na -na, da -na -na, I got the Washington Commanders. Yes, sir. Again. I love how you remember that. Yes, sir. I got the commanders again. Let's see, Colby. Um, they tied the Giants and they didn't play. Oh, wait. So does that mean they, they didn't lose the game? No, that's they didn't, true. You're they right. Didn't lose the game. So I, I can't move them. I can't move them, Colby. So I have to keep the commanders at nine. If they lose the war to the Giants on prime time. Trust me, they'll probably they'll probably take a drop off. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's a big game for me. It's this Giants game coming up. But at number nine for Colby, da -na -na, da -na -na. it might be a little generous, but at my number nine, I've got the Chargers. Um, I put them above Miami. They just beat them. Uh, you know, I've been never fully given up on the Chargers, even despite all their hiccups and as depleted as they've been. They still have some concerns. Definitely, they're limited. But Herbo is still just so special, and I, I had to put him in here because, I mean, they may if they sneak in, if they get that seven seed, I don't want – I wouldn't want any part of the Chargers if I'm, if I'm Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Baltimore, whoever's going to be in that two spot uh, in those high seeds. If, if you can give me the choice to play Miami, the Jets, the Patriots, the Chargers, I definitely don't want to see the Chargers. I think they're dangerous. I, I mean, you know, I'm just such a believer in Herbo, so it may be generous to have him in there, but I got him at nine. I think it's a little generous just because they're still coming back from injury. I want to see them. I, I need them. They're still building together. You know, they're still getting their track on. I have them at number 12. They missed the cut by a t by only a couple teams. And, uh, yeah, man, it's – it was they were one of the teams I actually really wanted to put up here, but when I had to put down the commanders, I was like, Yeah, I, I understood why I had to put the commanders down there. And I, this is where I think things are going to get even a little bit more interesting is because at number eight, da -na -na, da -na -na, that's where I put the Dolphins. 
I put the Dolphins at number eight. I still, like I said a couple minutes ago, big believer in Mike McDaniels. I think he'll still find a way to turn this ship around and find a way to correct some mistakes and to us game and all that jazz because, yeah, this team, or at least in the offensive line, because they're getting, they faced some two really good defensive lines these last couple of weeks and they got dismantled. So, um, yeah, I'm going to put the Dolphins at number eight. So, big believer in McDaniels in that offense, though. So, at number eight for Colby. I think that's fair, Jalen. Um, my number eight, you know, I hate to continue to slide them down, but I have to be honest. So, I've got your Minnesota Vikings as my number eight team. I know they're 10 and three, but the defense has a real concern, as we've said. Um, I can't, I still can't unsee the Dallas game. They have a negative point differential. Um, they've won all these close games. Um, I still really like the offense. Still think they're a good team, certainly in the mix in NFC, but I just don't think they're on the same level as some of these top tier teams. And the defense is concerning. So I keep them in the top 10, obviously, but I drop them to eight. I couldn't put them any higher than this. You you may be a little upset with the team I have above them at seven, but I, I got them at eight. I might be upset with the team that you have above them. We'll find out what that team is. But Colby at number seven, it's not much of an argument here in this department because that is also where my Vikings fall. I'm putting the Vikings also at number seven. This defense is atrocious. You know I'm a guy that likes to spend a lot of time focusing on defense, even in that. And why? Because it's the one thing I don't want to worry about. So I don't have to play. <laughs> and what's happening right now is the one thing I do worry about. And I hate that so much. But, um, yeah, it's the – brutal truth is the Vikings are at number seven for me right now. And for number seven, for Colby, again, my number seven, it's probably too high, but I have the Baltimore Ravens all all the way up at seven. I've had them lower the last couple weeks. (laughs) Maybe I'm overreacting since the Steelers kind of gave them this game, but at the same time, despite all their injuries, all their concerns, they're still nine and four, the first in the AFC North. And because Lamar's injury is he's coming back. He's not like last year where he basically ended his season. I think he'll probably miss next week, maybe. Um, but they're playing Cleveland, so they could maybe win that with Anthony Brown. We'll see what happens to Huntley. Their defense has gotten a lot better the last few weeks. The offense, yes, it's concerning, but Lamar is coming back. They're still finding a way to squeak out these wins. They're still on top of their division, and I have them this high because I do just feel like once Lamar can, gets back, they can still be very dangerous in the playoffs. I, I have the Ravens at seven. It's maybe a respect thing that I just trust them more than all these teams that are below them, even though they maybe haven't been as good at times. Yeah, no, I I, I respect that. I respect that take. I just My thing for the Ravens is their defense. I'm so questionable on that. I mean, they played you guys really well, but that was Mitch Trubisky making oh, right. <laughs> throwing passes into triple and double coverage. So I'm not going to jump the gun on anything. And they played Russell Wilson last time. So in the Denver offense, and they were struggling to put up points on them because they're good defense. But guess what? They were down for a little bit of that game, I'm pretty sure. So let's be, uh, let's be a little real. I, I do respect because they do have Lamar coming back. And Lamar – He's not Kirk Cousins. He's Lamar Jackson. So, all right, moving on to number six. I think this might be a little low. I put a star next to him because I think it is a little low, and I can see this team probably changing that opinion maybe these next couple of weeks. But it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Um, The only hesitations I had was because of the Texans game, and that was because you just put the reality back into me that, you're the Dallas Cowboys, and anything can happen at any given time. So um, you still won the game, though. So that's where I give you the credit. You're still better than my Vikings. And, uh, I still, I also can't forget that 40-point bomb that they dropped on me. So, yeah, man, I'm going to go ahead and give them their respect. I feel like they should be a little bit higher, but it, it, it was a tough pill to swallow to put the Cowboys at number six and this other team above them. So, Colby, at number six for you, you're muted. I have no Uh, issues. Sorry. I have no issues with you putting uh, the Cowboys there. My number six team, actually the only team in my top ten that did not move spots, it's the Buffalo Bills still. Um, They still have such high upside. They're really good, but I just – their defense, they lost Von Miller. It's still a very good defense. 
I, the offense is still just kind of in a weird funk. I need Josh Allen to get back to playing at that high level for me to bump them up. They have the potential to be much higher and to be – could they win the Super Bowl? Absolutely, if they get things rolling. But I still just have some questions about the offense, even though they are currently in the one seed and they've been winning. There's still some questions I have, so I couldn't move them up any higher. Don't move them – didn't move them down at all. So they stay, Pat, at number six for me. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, that's that's probably one of the reasons why I put a star next to the Cowboys was the Bills. It's a reasonable reasonable concern that you were you were just displaying there. Um, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> at number five for me, and this is the other team that had the star on it, and it is the 49ers. I think Jimmy G, we got to see what's going on with Brock Purdy, Debo, he's gone. So I saw I don't have any questions about this defense. So that's why they're number five, first of all, because they are definitely a top five team with that defense and just star players all around. Brock Purdy, though, that's where I have, I, I, I just, you know, it's reasonable hesitation. You know, um, I want to believe in the hype, but uh, I think number five is a perfect spot for me to believe in the hype. So at number five for Colby, da-na-na, uh, my number five, just a spot up from where you had them, I have the Dallas Cowboys. I totally agree with everything you said. They, The upside is still so high. They're still a very good team. They still have the potential to go deep. But, I mean, this week was evidence. I had to knock them. I think I had them at four last week. So I had to knock them down just to peg, even though they did win. That's, um, that's a concern. Like, you just can't fully trust them. You never know when you're – they could bl- they can be so good when they're on, but you just never know when you're going to get a weird – Cowboys classic stinker game um so that's why I keep I put them at five just a spot above you still believe they're really good but I, I just can't fully trust them so I couldn't put them any higher than that see I I agree I don't trust the Cowboys and this is why I think you will love this pick right here because at number four I trust the Bills more than I trust the Cowboys and the 49ers that's right probably now pretty fair <laughs> I'm putting the Bills at number four. Um, we've seen better performances out of other teams, and I think the other three teams, we have them up there as well, but they're probably in a little bit of a mix match. Um, maybe you just gave me the look of concern, like, oh, I got to double-check that. But uh, I'm going to say my number four team is the Bills. They rallied together on Thanksgiving, and here we are, uh, week 14. They're still putting together good wins, and – I just, you know, they getting over these bumps and stuff. And the only question I have is what's really going on with Josh Allen. Is that injury still lingering around? It's kind of been swept under the rug now. So, number four, the Bills. <laughs> All right, at number four for Colby. Da-da-da, da-da-da. Uh, my number four, again, just a spot above where you had him. I got the 49ers. Um, yes, Brock Party, uh, love him. Um, it's been great so far. We'll see if he can keep this up and how good he can actually be down the stretch. That's the only reason they, they aren't higher uh, is because of the QB question. But I'm done doubting this roster. The roster is bananas how good it is. Their defense is absurd. Um, they're, they're just so loaded. They have an elite coach that, I mean, you can, you can win with – you just need competent quarterback play. You don't need anyone doing anything special or anything great. Um, this roster is so loaded. It's as good as any in the league. Um, so I got the Niners four. They are rolling after that statement victory. Yeah, that was a great win for uh, Brock Purdy. I need a little more from him. I respect. I like how you also put him right there on the cusp. But we gotta, you gotta need, need a little more to put you in the top three because in the top three, I have da-na-na, the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. I put the Chiefs. This one was a tough one. I, this one was actually one that I had to sit down put my cards down, put the paper down, stop playing with the kids on basketball for a little <laughs> bit for practice and actually put some thought into this. And I said, Kansas city chiefs are probably number three. Bengals got their number right now. They, I do think that's the struggle with the Broncos. They just let off the gas. That's the only thing that was, I think it was for me personally, I think they just let off the gas too early. And if they probably would have put it a little bit more on them, maybe it would have not been a problem, but, um, yeah, and it's not a bad thing to put the Chiefs at number three, I feel like. But it is just, you know, a little jab at them, I feel like, because you guys do need to find a way to beat those Bengals. And I'm staring at the bracket right now as the ESPN brought it up. The Bengals are 9-4, so are the Ravens. 
and everyone's only one win above you. So give me the bank, give me the Chiefs at number three. And so at number three for Colby, well, you saw that I reacted the way I did. I'll keep it short because I, in total agreement, I also have the Chiefs oh. down to number three. Um, it feels weird to put them to have them not in the top two, but you're right, the Bengals have their number. And I'm a little bit more concerned about this Denver game than you are, just because I've seen Denver literally not be able to do that against any team. Mahomes is obviously amazing. I have no question about the offense, but I do have real concerns about their defense. Like the fact that they, that Denver was able to get 28 points. I mean, Denver's scoring like what they scored nine the week before. Like I just, the defense has some real question marks on the back end. They're it's obviously they could easily win the Super Bowl. They're a top tier team, but the Bengals have their number, and I have real concerns about the defense. So I dropped them from one to three. As uh, I was about to say, here we go, folks. Both in agreements. Uh, <laughs> I think I think this is where you might be seeing some similarity coming up here. So number two, I got the Bengals. I have the Bengals right above the Chiefs, just because what we just pretty much said. This Bengals offense is so explosive, man. And it's good to see that Burroughs actually got some time to not need it to actually deliver, depending on whoever he's throwing to. So, man, and just to see Jamar Chase coming back. Um, is Joe Mixon back? I know Samaj P. Ryan he's getting back. Thought, if he's, I think he's going to yeah, be back. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like he's getting healthy, but Samaj P. Ryan's like playing out of his mind right now. So, yeah, man, good for the Bengals. Um, yeah, good for the Bengals. Uh, number two for Colby. Da-na-na, da-na-na. Well, it looks like we're lockstep here on this top three, Jalen, because I also have the Bengals as number two. Everything you said, I agree with their offense. It's legit. Burrow, I mean, he just continues to be more and more impressive every time you see him. He's so calm and collected um, in the big spots, third downs, when you need him most, he, he almost always comes through. Um, the defense, and I think they another thing they have a more reliable defense than Kansas City, which is and they beat and they beat their three zero against them. Um, as you said, them having better protection is huge. Uh, so I, I got the Bengals number two. I think them and the Chiefs are the two top dogs in the AFC right now, and they've got the Chiefs number. So I got them number two. Ah, uh, yeah, there you go, there you go. Chiefs and then the Bengals, you know, they get, it helps when you have the AFC champions number. You know, it really does help your argument. So, Colby, I'm going to let you give your argument for the Eagles. So, at number one, <laughs> well, you know, I haven't had the Eagles outside my top three the entire time we've done this, and they're yeah, they're back to number one. Yeah, they've erased all concerns that I had after those two kind of that weird two week stretch. The offense is ridiculous. They have, I mean. I know Rodgers and Brady are playing, but with how Rodgers and Brady are looking, the, I know as far as this year has gone, they've got the best quarterback in the NFC. They have as good a line, if not the best, in the NFL. They have a good defense. They've got two legitimate, nasty, top-level receivers. They have an elite running back. They have everything. It's the most complete team in the league. I've been saying that all year. Um, their offense is just so dynamic, so tough to stop. They're, I think they're head and shoulders above the rest of their conference right now and have a quarterback advantage against anyone they're going to see in the NFC, except maybe Brady in the playoffs if he goes back to playoff Brady. I mean, they're just a juggernaut. They're rolling right now. I've got the Eagles number one. Yeah, and I am in complete agreement with you, of course, Colby. Um, no arguments with everything you just said. They're D-line, man. They just shuffle people left and right, in my opinion. And they just have so many people there. And what's his name? Jordan Davis is coming back any any given week now, it seems like. So, yeah, man. Uh, that was some good stuff, as always, Cole. But first, before we end, final thoughts. Oh, final thoughts. You know, I always like to go basketball. I can't go with yeah. the I got to go with the negative one today. Some bad news. Uh, Cade Cunningham having season-ending surgery. I hate to see that. You know I'm a huge Cade Cunningham fan. I loved him coming out. Um, He's the number one pick. I've loved seeing him play. And was really excited to see what the Pistons could look like this year. Um, They're currently going to be one of the top runners for Victor Webinyama. So just hope he's able to come back fully healthy next year and and can get back to the level he was at and and continue to grow and improve. Because – Man, I do I do love Cade Cunningham. So that was really that really sucked to see. That's my final thought. I agree with that final thought. It does suck to see that. Um, my final thought it was going to be the fact that the Patriots did win this game, and they are the seventh seed now. So just so everyone knows that that is 
that will be a side thought. <laughs> and um, and uh, we'll go ahead. My NBA. God damn it! I just had it. <laughs> I just lost call. I just lost all track with that last comment. Uh, okay. <laughs> let me see if I can regain regain my ground here. You were talking about Kay Cunningham. Yes. And I was going to talk about. Oh no! This is terrible. This <laughs> terrible. Okay. Well, you know, yes, that isn't my side thought. That is my final thought. Damn. You know what? <laughs> if you think of it, good. you can start out on third. Oh wait, no, I got it. Ready? Oh, okay. My final right. thought is right now, as we were talking, Mello, uh, yeah, Mello's kid and Bronny Jr. are playing in high school at Ooh. Sierra Mountain. Yeah, they're playing their game right now on ESPN. So. uh Everyone out there, that is a little history game. Carmelo's kid and LeBron's kid are playing each other in high school, and ESPN is all over it. So, yeah, there you go. That's where we are, man. I love it. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram, where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pick'ems list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.